Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. You know, the olive oil is so thick. It's original. <laughs> it's not diluted. And so it can burn for long. Even your common candle can burn for a long time. Now we're talking about pure olive oil that is put into the lamp and the light is lighted. Now listen, the same Holy Ghost that keeps the seventh lamp burning is the same Holy Ghost that keeps the six branches burning. The same fire upon the center lamp is the same fire. It is not a different fire. It is not like you say, he's, he, you know, you light this one, boom, and you go and light this one. No. When this one is burning, we enjoy the fire of the, of the seventh lamp. Can you see that? What does he mean? Everything the, the center lamp is, the branches are. Everything. Now, for a reason. <laughs> now, you can look at the lamp in two ways. You can look at the center lamp like this. And you can look at the branches going this way. Or coming back to the center. Ladies and gentlemen, anyhow you look at it. The church and everything must be from Christ. And the church and everything must be towards the center of Christ. it is devoid of Christ, it is not a church. So if you want to understand the church, find out if the church is from the stem of the center. One, if it has the Holy Ghost. So churches where they say they don't believe in the Holy Ghost, they are not, they are not a full church. Can you see this? Churches that say that Jesus is not God. He's just a prophet. There's no light burning. Am I making myself clear? No, because you need the seventh lamp. You need this light to light the church. Yet, they don't believe he's God. So how can he light them? So in other words, they are lighted by some different light. Not our Jesus. Because the Bible says that nobody called Jesus Lord except the Spirit of God. What does he mean? The lamp 
or the light is kept burning by the the oil, the Holy Ghost. What does he mean? The light, the Holy Ghost is in agreement with the fire. Can you see this? Now there's another thing that I ought to tell you. Show me this menorah. Look at the base. It is immovable. The base is so solid, heavy, well placed that it can stand and hold the church, the branches, and it can never fall off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as we are found in Christ, don't you understand what the Bible says? Unto him who is able to prevent us from he prevents us from falling. Why? He is the base that holds it. It does not matter how much the wind will blow. The center of the base is solid. It is immovable. Can you see this? Jesus is the center. But you see, I'm going to share with you very soon that this is the only item in the holy place that has no dimension. When we go and read the table of his presence, you will see five cubits, seven cubits long, ten cubits wide, etc. When you go to the, um, the altar of incense, you will hear nine cubits length and seven cubits. You will hear, these are dimensions. It's like love. The death, the breath, the height, the death of what? Of love. Can you see this? But you see, when we read from chapter 25 verse 31, we never saw five cubits, three cubits. The only thing we saw getting to the close of the chapter was and the goal should be about 75 pounds. That speaks of what? Weight. Not dimensions. What is the meaning? Now, this is where I want us to focus on. Jesus is the center for the church. Okay? And everything about us must be done towards the center of our existence. Or if you are born again, what has happened to you is that you have you have been hammered. You know, Jesus has been hammered already. <laughs> and we to receive some hammering. Do you know you were hammered? Because you were in him. You were hammered out. <laughs> you were hammered out. Ladies and gentlemen, the church is not a mixture. The church is pure gold. Please listen, understand this. So that in your worship, in your music, in whatever you do, if it does not go back to the center, somebody else is taking the center position. When I was studying this, the Lord was sharing with me that people can be teaching and Jesus is not the center. The branches are doing exactly what the center is doing. 
In other words, the branches are speaking of the center. You cannot be a church and Jesus is not the center. You cannot be born again and Jesus is not the center. Now, God used this idea in the Old Testament to show us that we cannot be separated from him. We must become like him. And we have become like him. See, in the New Testament, there are a whole lot of places where the Bible began to tell us how this is possible and how this is real. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 18, the Bible describes us in two forms. He says, Jesus is your head. And we, the church, are his body. If you understand this one, you will understand that the branches were not joined together. Because nobody has a head lying somewhere. Then you go and pick a body and come and join. Everything comes as one. Do we agree on that? So he said he is the head of what? The body, the church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have what? Jesus. Jesus must have preeminence. Whatever we do, Jesus must have preeminence. He's telling you. He became the head and we the body. Okay? Because he's the firstborn that came from the dead. For what reason? So that he might have what? In all things, not in some things. So irrespective of how you look at the lamp, whether you look at it from the center stem outward, or from outward inside, Jesus, the center, must have the preeminence. Because without the stem, the branch will not produce fruit. Now I'll show you something. Now in Genesis 25, as we're reading, he said that, you know, the branches should sprout out with flowers like an almond. Why? To bear fruit. To bear fruit. Which means it is the branch that bears fruit. What is the, what is the, the, the stem doing? The stem is holding the branch and make, giving the branch every resource and every support to show forth how beautiful the branch, the stem is. Can you see this? Said there will also be an almond bud beneath each pair of branches where six branches extend from the stem. So the branches are extending from the stem but they blossom like the almond. And then he said with flowers. That tells us that the church must bear fruit. Now, how is it linked to Colossians 1.18? The Bible says that he is the head and we are the body. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And he said, and we have peace through the blood of his cross. By whom, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. And you, that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath reconciled. In the body of his flesh, through death, 
to present you and and because we came out of that pure gold we came out of his beating you cannot be unholy otherwise the stem is unholy the branch is as holy as the stem so when somebody says that the church is unholy it's it's lack of knowledge because a branch cannot be different from the stem they are all of one you see this thing of holiness righteousness topic is a thing that ought to be explained over and over and over again first of all he prevents you from falling you know what the falling means from sinning <laughs> and he said he's the vine we are the branches he's the shemesh and we are the stem that come from him how is it possible that the stem is red and the branches are yellow have you seen some before that the stem is red or green or brown and the branches are ash it is impossible whatever constituent it's in the stem it's in the stem runs through the branches their sizes are different because one is so solid huge on the ground picking up nutrients is that correct picking up nutrients from the ground and providing it to every part of the branch for what purpose because the bible says that he is the koragus and he's supplying to the chorus the supply today do you know who is enjoying the victory it's not him it's you it's the church if you go pluck mango tree mango fruit from a tree and you eat You are excited about the branch. Is that correct? Even if the branch is breaking, you want to use a stick to hold it. So that what? It doesn't fall. Because you know once it falls from the stem. If that is not enough for you, the Bible says that and all things are put under his feet. All his enemies, all his enemies are put under his feet. But the Bible didn't tell you Jesus is the feet. Jesus is the what? And who is the who is the body? Is the feet not part of the body? So who takes the victory? Because he is not here. It is the head that instructs the body. So our victory is in his direction. So you are praying over something. And then he begins to tell you what you ought to pray about. At the end of the day, that victory will come to you. Why? The enemy will be under your feet. So you see, the enemy is under the feet of the church. For he had put all things under his feet. <laughs> I think in the book of Ephesians, there's a similar thing there. 
Do you understand your victory? So when you are singing at the center of it all, it's you that I see. Let the menorah come to your mind. That we came out of the center, we come back to the center. Because when you look at the center, if Jesus is not what you see, then ladies and gentlemen, your vision is wrong. If whatever you are preaching, Jesus is not the center. Remember, he did all these things so that he what? In all things, he must have what? Preeminence. Huh? Yes, sir. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Take the preeminence. Take the preeminence. Jesus. Jesus. Take the preeminence. In every area of my life, take the preeminence. Now, the Bible says, in all things, in all things, in your work, in your marriage, in your business, in everything, Jesus must take the preeminence. He must be all in all. Without Jesus, you are making somebody the center. Look at this. I love this one from verse 20. Okay. He spoke about the power in us. Look at it. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Uh huh. Far up. Far. Here, in it, the first time I read it, I was like, ah, if he had said above, it, was, it would have been enough. If he had said far, enough, but he put the two together, far above. It is like saying that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. Ladies and gentlemen, exceeding would have been enough. Above would have been enough. But he put all together exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask how according to his dimension the riches of his grace and the riches of his glory that is how much god gives you something he does not give you anything according to what your mind can handle but according to the power that worketh inside of you ladies and gentlemen the power inside of you is unmeasured it has no limit it is infinite that is how much God gives you. Say, Jesus, have the preeminence. Oh. Can I touch this one? He said, now, unto him. That is able. That is able. I am sure when you check the Hebrew, the Greek word for the able is able. He might be talking about something about dunamis or something. In other words, the one that has the ability, the power. Now unto him that is able to do. Now, there is no comma. If you never watched it, there is no punctuation. Check it well. In other words, they are all together. Exceedingly, abundantly above. It is undescribable. able to do unto him that is able unto him that is able not the one that is not able but we are talking about the one unto him unto him that is able unto him that has the power unto him that has the ability in the new testament anytime you read the bible you see it's able 
is mostly talking about the, the dynamite. And what it means is that the one that has the inherent power. Which means that his power was not given to him. His power was, is inside him. How do I know? How do I know God can give me something? Because unto him that has the power, the inherent ability to do what? To do. What is work? How do you define work? Work is the ability to do. Huh? But this is beyond work. <laughs> oh, he's able to do. He has the inherent power to do. He has the inherent power to do. He has the inherent power to do. Say it. He has the inherent power to do. Now listen, the difference is if somebody else has the power, then Jesus will wait for that power to be able to do. You see, you, you are not as powerful without him. So for you, you need his power to become powerful. But for him, he does not need anybody's power to become powerful. The thing is already inside of him. So when he says, I will do this, he has the ability to do. Can you see that? Oh, unto him. That has the inherent ability. Now, this is the definition of what he is able to do. Exceeding. Abundantly. Above all. Can you see what he is able to do? As it is ascribed to him, there are no comments. Can you see this? He's able to do all in one and one in all. <laughs> Exceeding abundantly above. So this above all. So you cannot, you cannot say one. Exceeding two. I don't know if you get me. You, you cannot separate them. What he's able to do is exceeding abundantly above all. That is our God. What is he able to do? Exceeding abundantly above all. Say it again. Exceeding abundantly above all. Say it again. Exceeding abundantly. Say it again. So when somebody asks you, what can your God do? They say, my God. Are you talking about my God? He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all. <laughs> that is what my God is able to do. <laughs> Can I go a bit deeper? Now you are seeing this immeasurable, infinite definition of his ability towards the finite, limited mind and thoughts and heart of a man. You didn't get it. <laughs> See, he will do exceeding abundantly above all that we. Now, the we. Remember, your mind, your heart is not your spirit. So it's your soul. 
when we talk about your soul, your soul is limited because your soul is not as matured as your spirit. However, what God is able to unleash all his power for is what is limited in your mind and limited in your heart. Don't you get it? He's using you to bluff. He's able to do what we ask. You are saying, Father, this. And then he applies exceeding abundantly above all on that matter. Now, if you say you won't ask, but you will think it too. <laughs> he will sprinkle his ability to do on that thought. Then it will magnify. Now see, I remember I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, I told you I was thinking about that. Now, we are sandwiched in between two infinite people. Come. 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 Let me explain this scripture to you. You see this we. This is the representation of the church. All of us. Huh? Okay. Now, this is unto him. Him. That has the inherent ability to do exceeding abundantly above. Maybe today something is ringing in your head. It's not exceedingly. We've all said exceedingly. But it's not exceedingly. It's exceeding abundantly above. Above all. Always add the all. Not above above all. Hey, don't give your space. Because if you say above, maybe there could be other things that can be above the above. But he said above all. So nobody has the opportunity to go beyond. Can you see this? So you see, we here, because we operate and we are learning to unleash what is in our spirit into our soul, our mind, because it is not so renewed, it might not be able to capture the big things of God. Neither our thoughts, because it is not renewed yet. And if your mind is not renewed, you won't speak anything differently from what your head thinks. As a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So you cannot be different from your thoughts and what is inside you. Can you see that? But already, this one is, is, is ready and he is able. He has the ability to do whatever she thinks or she says. Now, this one would, look at her, the height, infinitely, infinitely eternal. All powerfully powerful. So, everything he does for this is a blossoms. Do you see? He said, let the stem blossom. Do you see? Everything that the church does must blossom. Can you see that? So, already, whatever she thinks, whatever she says, is going to magnify. But, how much will be done? It's not only 
limited to the thought and to the words. It is according to the power that worketh in her. And that power that worketh in her is this one. Who is as infinite as this one? In other words, unto him who is able to do according to himself. What does he mean? What he is saying and what she is thinking is just will he do something for her? Yes. That is why even when she is not speaking and she is thinking what will be done is not only related to what she is thinking but in accordance with this. So the effect the result of whatever little thing she is thinking about is as big as the power. Do you understand? This is the Holy Ghost. He is the power in us, correct? Please understand this. This should change your understanding of prayer. If you are praying for something, you shouldn't limit God. Because how much God will do for you is not limited to your little mind. Now see that everything God will manifest for me, how big is it going to be? It's going to be big according to the power that worketh in me. What is the nature of the power? He is as infinite as the ability. In other words, God is unleashing himself in your thoughts and in your words. If God wants to answer your, you, what you have asked, it will be according to ex, you know, exactly what you said. But what he's giving you is not exactly as you have asked. You asked him for iPhone. That's iPhone 6. Then he brought you iPhone 54. Can you see that? Yeah, I know you know there's no 54. But that is that explains my, my example. To tell you that he is able, his ability is able to go beyond the realms of, of protocols. Which means, even if the thought does not exist, he is able to produce it in accordance with this ability. Do you understand? How much will God bless you? According to the power. Is it possible to have all the money in this world? How do you know? That one is limited. What God is capable of giving me is infinite. What does it mean? God does things according to the power that works in you. That's what he does. Do you want to measure how much God does his things or how much result he gives out? Is this one. According to this one. You want to measure? If you measure here, you measure it like this. If you measure it here, so God doesn't measure it in your mouth. See, he will give you what you are saying. He will give you what you are thinking. But the measurement thereof is not according to here. The measurement is according to here. 
Can you see this? Now, if I'm telling God that God has given me one million auditorium and people, to somebody might look, it is impossible. Which land do you need? If this one is involved, even one million is a limited number. Because this guy is the measurement that produces what the ability of this. Can you see this? Uh I think I've over explained it. So how much are you blessed? According to the power inside. Can you measure the power? What is this power we are talking about? Go to 19. And what is what? Uh Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-L Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.